Hey everybody, and welcome to Previously on Lost. This is episode number 64, and we're going to be talking about the uh, episode, One of Us. One of Us. What does that mean? Who knows? We'll find out here with myself, Mike, and Corey, and Steven. What's going on, guys? How are you doing? Are you ready to be part of this exclusive club that is One of Us? Yes, yes. I want to be, <laughs> I wanna be one, of, one of you. <laughs> one of us, one of one of them. Um, they, they're. They. I don't. <laughs> Who knows? I'm ready. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk some Lost and awesome. you know a little bit of Juliet uh, background stuff today. It'll be interesting. Absolutely. What about you, Stephen? Well, I'm just gonna take a drink of my orange juice over here, and then I'll Whoa. be ready for a long pod. <laughs> don't, don't drink it too fast, man. It's quick. Somebody strap it down. Oh, well, listen. We are excited to talk about this episode. Um, you can find us on all of our social medias. You guys know where they're at. We've said it multiple times. You know our website, retrozap.com. Go through all that info for what you need. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and dig into this episode because this happens to be one of my favorite characters in the show so i'm excited about talking a little bit about her um this was season three episode 16 it came out april 11 2007 directed by jack bender and written by carlton cuse and drew goddard uh summary is saeed kate jack and juliet arrive back at the camp of survivors and the group does not accept the presence of juliet big shocker there guys uh jack protects juliet while she recalls her arrival to the island and her relationship with ben when claire gets sick Juliet advises that Claire was the subject of an experiment with pregnant women carried by her, and she brings the necessary vaccine to inoculate and heal Claire. Later, Juliet recalls how she first arrived on the island three years earlier, her first meeting with Ben and the others, and about the last assignment Ben gave her a couple of days ago. Boom. Boom. Okay. I have some episode uh, facts for us here. Oh, I got the wrong tab open. There we go. Uh, So this episode was originally titled The Truth About Lying, which is okay. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, And it was meant to be Charlie-centric. So I don't... I mean, that just takes... Completely changes everything about the episode. Um, 100%, yeah. But... uh, I guess I could see why they could involve Charlie more with the Claire being, but imagine Claire still gets sick and like some of the stuff um, is still revealed about Juliet. But anyways, um, but it would change this part of the, the show, which is the next fact here, 20 minutes and 48 seconds. That is how long um, we have. We, we spend in the flashback world um, in this episode. So more than half the episodes runtime, um, is spent on flashbacks, which I could like kind of feel as I was watching. It's like a lot of flashback. Um, And this, I was going to try to double check this because this one says this is the second and last Juliet centric episode, but I could have swore there was one in season four. 
Yeah, we have the episode where we learn about her, and it has Harper in it. With we learn some the more other about woman. Her. Is, is yeah that... the other woman that that was it. Yeah. So okay. I feel like that was a Juliet centric episode. Well, let sure me uh, while y'all talk about that, I will look it up to make sure because where else do we go? When we don't know Lostpedia. <laughs> well, I was trying to Google it, but I just yeah. There's one called <laughs> the other woman. Look at that. It says Juliet centric. Look at that. Uh, maybe maybe that was a maybe that was a Goodwin centric episode or a I, yeah, I, do, <laughs> I think that is one where you get a lot of Goodwin, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so all right, all right. Well, um, this this episode took place from days eighty two through eighty four on the island. Um, then we get in the previously on Lost, where Richard recruits Juliet for what she believes to be mythos bio, bioscience. Later, she is overjoyed to discover her experiments on Rachel were successful, and her infertile sister is now pregnant. Woohoo! And Jack insists that Juliet join him, Kate, and Saeed on the way back to the camp because they left her behind too. All right, let's talk about the episode then. Moving right on along in it, um, let's start with the flashbacks. Um. What y'all think of the flashbacks? <laughs> there's a there's a lot to them. There, this is like what I was gonna say earlier when we were talking about it's like half the episode. It reminds me of you know there's like the Ben episode where it's pretty much all a flashback, right? And then I think we have you know there's uh, Desmond. We have a few episodes that are like pretty much entirely flashback. This is this is close. Um, yeah, I mean I know it's half, but. Uh, it really takes us through a bunch of um, explaining that the the pregnancy stuff and the dynamic between Ben and Juliet. Um, I, I feel like it's interesting watching it now because it's almost like an info dump. But you know, Lost doesn't ever like give you a bunch of questions too. But I mean, what do you what do you think? I don't know if I like felt it like super. Uh, entertaining anymore just because I've seen this episode a lot and I already, already know all this stuff but what do you guys think I know I, I was pretty impressed by this episode when I watched it I mean just because we did find out so much it was always interesting to to kind of find out more about what's going on off the island and what the others are really up to and kind of seeing I always I mean Richard Alpert's a great character and seeing these interactions with him and then seeing Ethan in, you know, a role so different than, you know, who we learn Ethan is. Um, it's kind of fun. I mean, I, I don't know. I I really enjoyed the flashbacks. I definitely think we learned a lot. Obviously, the, uh, the part where we see that they can, you know, they have contact with, you know, the outside world where Richard can zoom in on her sister in the park and stuff. That was really kind of a... A mind blower. So, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, in retrospect, now that we know all this information, you know, maybe it's not the most exciting, but I, I definitely yeah. feel like at the time we learned a lot from this episode. Yeah, and I think the most important thing that stands out to me at, to to this day, maybe not at the, at the time, but is <clears throat> you you get this, um, you get more information on whether we should trust Juliet or not. Because on the one hand, we do learn, like, Ben, pretty bad to her. And <laughs> their relationship... 
yeah, it's not great. For lack of a better term, you know, he was, yeah, he was quite the jerk. Um, and so we know, okay, Juliet may want to betray Ben. But then we also get this moment where Ben says, you know, he'll keep his word, you know, for some certain things. And he, he made a, you know, a promise with the cancer thing. And then whether we believe Ben or not, in actuality, you know, his her sister is cured. And so it plants this idea. It's like, OK, well, Juliet may trust Ben enough that if she does whatever, you know, the final thing is, she'll get off the island. And uh, so that's what makes like such a just like the whole episode sets up that great ending where you're like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> is she, you know, how bad is she? I mean, I think it really leads us to think she's going to. um try to you know help ben to get so that he can get off but um i mean i think that's kind of what makes juliet such a fun character is the back and forth between you know is she on our side is she on their side is she telling the truth is she not i mean i think that you know kind of obviously uh elizabeth mitchell does a great job you know portraying that but i you know, when we, in the episode facts where they said this would have been meant to be a Charlie ep- episode, I do think it would have been kind of interesting maybe to not have that scene at the end where we learn that she is still working with Ben and maybe drag it out a little bit further, let her get ingrained with the camp a little bit more, and then we find out that information. I think there could be something to be said for not giving us that in the same episode as the rest of this. Well, then we wouldn't get the most epic tarp tie down of all time. <laughs> That's the thing I always remember with this episode is just so dramatically ties that last knot, like as the music is, you know, crescendoing or whatever, and it's uh, and cuts to black. <laughs> this this I definitely think is a good um, Michael Giacchino episode between that at the end and then the beach homecoming at the beginning. I think they really did a great job with the the music and the emotions in this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's good to see Juliet with her sister a little bit and, you know, you get that difficult goodbye. And then in the end you get that, um, you know, moment where Juliet gets to see that she's playing with, with her, uh, daughter, um, at the, at the playground and stuff. So it, you know, I don't remember exactly what happens, um, and Juliet's next that season four episode, but I don't think we really go into her. We don't really explore no. her flashback world. Um, this stuff. Juliet doesn't get off the island, um, so this is kind of the last we get of Juliet's time before the island. Um, and I, I think knowing where this story goes, I mean, it really is tragic that that goodbye at the fake airport there was the last time Juliet ever saw her sister. And that, you know, that's kind of sad that she never did get off the Island to, to see her again. She never did, but she found Sawyer. So there you go. She (laughs) she had three years of Sawyer, the best couple (laughs) in the entire show right there. Um, you know, I, um, they, they, I feel bad for Juliet because, She's worked for some pretty crappy bosses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She had she had the dirt bag That's that she tished her of her ex husband that she was working with, <laughs> and then she turns around and works for Ben. Um, she's 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 yeah, she's had some pretty bad jobs. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. 
If um, only if only Ben could have been run over by a by a bus, a Volkswagen yeah. bus on the island. The famous, the famous <laughs> bus scene. <laughs> he gets run over by the by the Jack Shepard bus. But uh. it, it it's interesting to me though that she had been stealing these 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 uh, these treatments for her sister for so long that nobody would notice. That nobody had noticed however long she had been doing it. That nobody even noticed Biles missing. Now that's just a little odd to me, but anyways, she just changed the inventory numbers. Just probably. Um, I have two notes for her flashbacks. Um, number one, and here I thought Pinky and Cup was hard for a job opportunity. She had went through. She had to go through a lot. Um, secondly, Julian is a hundred percent going to be in the sequel show or movie. Any any uh, anybody want to give you some uh, give me prop bets on that? <laughs> hey, I- I'm I'm always I, I'm definitely down for a uh, a Kids of Lost sequel where we get all the Walt. you know yeah we get Walt back we get what G on next and generation <laughs> we oh, throw Julian I mean, in there point, too. Walt, <clears throat> at this point, Walt would be like the elder of the group. Yeah. Maybe like the <laughs> John Locke of the group. <laughs> You're gonna be like thirty. Like, Te- oh, teaching up? Julian backgammon. <laughs> oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. So funny. I mean. It's pretty much a self-explanatory, you know, flashbacks. We, she, she's successful at being able to get her her sister, who has cancer, impregnated. Um, Richard obviously finds out. Ben finds out somehow. They go over there try to get her. She has like the best job interview possible. <laughs> um, and then they give her orange juice. And the next thing she wakes up, she's uh, strapped to a bed in the middle of a sub, and she's at an island. And Ben Meacher says, welcome to the island. Okay, one thing I love about this flashback and any of these other flashbacks, the others flashbacks, is e- Ethan like doesn't really do anything that's villainous in the flashbacks. No. But they just give him like stuff that's just slightly creepy. creepy. Just to kind of play with the audience, and it's really great. You know, the, we've got the tranquilizer here, and <laughs> Ethan right there, and then uh, she wakes up, and he's standing there, and she's, you know, tied into the bed. <laughs> you know, he's not doing anything villainous, but it's just, like, a little bit like, what is up with this guy? So He's got a creepy stalker vibe. Yeah, shout out, to, uh, <laughs> shout out to him for that. So. Oh. Um, I thought the interesting stuff was kind of, uh, a little bit later was was interesting. Some of the the pregnancy stuff. I know that in the end game of Lost, like some of this, I feel like it's lost. Uh, um, <laughs> unintentional there, but uh, <laughs> but like, and I don't know if it's because we kind of solve it and move on, and it's not that important for the end game. But this whole pregnancy debacle um, part of Lost is featured a lot in season three. Juliet. <clears throat> he was supposed to be the savior. She can't do it. And then Claire, um, which, you know, wasn't it pretty much determined that, you know, if you conceive off island and then come on to the island, like at a late enough point, you're not going to, I don't know, but it's all wrapped up at some point, but it's right. Yeah. What is your guys' impression on that stuff? Like now, like looking back, I guess. I think it was more of a mystery then than it is now. Like, like, like now we realize, oh, okay, you know, a lot of it had to do with electromagnetism. We, 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 we get that. We understand that. Um, 
no spoiler if you haven't seen the show. Um, but no, I mean, other than that, I think it it's not too off guard ish. Mm-hmm. I should say. It's just okay. So she was she was she was brought for a job. She failed the job. We get it. Yeah, and it's used to kind of um, add drama to Sun and Jane right. and like their pregnancy. But other than that, like <clears throat> this whole storyline eventually kind of like fades away, just like slowly, and it's not you know that big of a of a thing. But it, it is interesting. I do like that kind of dynamic to the whole story. Right. I definitely feel like it was you know, kind of an unanswered question thing to where, you know, they, I guess they gave us some resolution to, but they never really explained what was going on there. I mean, I guess Juliet's explanation that the body treats, treats the pregnancy as a, you know, as a foreign invader is kind of our explanation, the only explanation we really get on it. Um, but in addition to the pregnancy, I think it was kind of interesting of the whole cancer thing. Um, because obviously we've seen um, Rose and Bernard, where Rose, um, you know, she she says her cancer is gone on the island, you know, and this whole, you know, did Jacob actually cure Julian's cancer? I mean, we've seen that a touch from Jacob can do things, but I mean, what do we think? Did is this actually a Jacob thing? Because we've kind of learned that Ben isn't really in contact with Jacob. You know, he lies to his people and says he is, but I don't think I Ben think, could have just gone and asked him. Yeah. I feel like it's probably more of uh, Ben spinning his lies, <clears throat> like maybe the cancer, like forging the whole thing that the cancer ever came back. Perhaps to make it seem like he that, cured her. That would make sense. Yeah, that it awesome. never because somehow either yeah either that was a lie or and then she was still alive. So somewhere in there there was there was some sort of a lie. Right. Yeah. But uh, I do like I do find it interesting. I like how they tie this stuff together, giving us the piece where Juliet tells Ben about his cancer and is. I mean, I don't know, it's a cool moment in a way. I feel like you're saying that about someone getting a cancer diagnosis. But in that, what we know about the island is that you're supposed to be healed. And, like, um, this is, like, the opposite of what you'd think would happen, especially to the leader of the others. So it's such a symbol of, like, okay, like, is Ben's time come? Like, what is wrong with Ben? And, you know, Locke will play into that, too. So it's cool seeing that moment here. Um, and I guess the other things to note, you know, we get this little hint of the, uh, not a hint, I mean, the Goodwin-Juliet relationship. We learn a little bit about that. That one was always odd to me. It just didn't seem like it yeah. fit. I mean, or, or is that, or is, yeah. or, 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 or is that just? I kind of feel. I kind of agree. Yeah, I, I feel like that they are kind of weird. It, it felt. It felt <laughs> very coerced in the show. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. I I, then, I, I, didn't, I didn't care much for it. So we did, Stephen. We talked about this a lot. The at the beginning of the season, however many months ago that was, <laughs> the Carrie Stephen King Ben question mark because <laughs> there was all this confusion about. He, he's like, oh, give me. He you know, talks about Stephen King, but does he like him? He, well, he says here in the scene, 
that he's having a hard time getting through Carrie because he doesn't like the book. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then and then we get the answer. Basically, she did kick him out of the book club because of the whole thing where he, you know, rejects her going home and all that stuff. So that's so it's interesting seeing that all, all that stuff tie together from the yeah. first episode of the season, and we get the uh, the plane crashing again, which is cool. So yeah, all that stuff is is pretty fun. It was good. It's always fun too to see a scene we've already seen before. And then kind of see the immediate after, you know, what we didn't see before and what happened, you know, as soon as they cut away from that scene, now we got to kind of see what happened right after that scene where Ben said that to Juliet. So I thought that was kind of fun. Or to see a scene from a different angle is always pretty cool. Yeah. Or for, for, from a different person's perspective um, is yeah, nice. Yeah, it's a different context. context right. there. So anyways, um, what do you guys think? Have we exhausted this uh, I th- I th- flashback, I think so. or is there any more? I think so, although we, 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 we should. Never mind. Let's talk about the beach. <laughs> the beach. I, I, I will just say that I think my favorite part of this whole episode was when Ben and Juliet were walking up to the Mikhail's cabin. He's like, it's Ben, don't shoot us. I thought that was yeah, I, yeah, that was, yeah. I mean that that was I mean that's another good scene. They went in there to the post crash stuff. So, all right. So let's talk about the beach. So back in the present day, uh, Jack, Saeed, Sawyer, um, and Kate, and all them start walking back to, and Julia start walking back to the beach. Um, we have a lot of interesting things that take place um on 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 this scene a lot of moving pieces that i can't wait to hit so where do we want to start first do we want to i mean do we want to talk about how hurley's the perfect person to watch juliet <laughs> i mean do that you was... talk about how Juliet's <laughs> dropping bombs on Sawyer and Saeed when Claire gets sick and she gets to the case and she pretty much like in your face is them and my, and Mike drop moment and walks out with the case. <laughs> See, I mean, yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff. What's I always feel like this episode, like not a lot happens because they kind of like they walk back. There's like they get reunited and it's just like Juliet is like checking into the hotel day, you know. 815 or whatever and she's getting the getting her digs and getting stuff set up but then that you know that's just kind of kind of it but uh, you have that little side actual story conflict with with um <clears throat> excuse me Claire and then of course um Jack and like Jack defending the decision to bring Juliet there so you know it's like I just don't feel like it's all that exciting to me personally but there's some good scenes I guess filtered in like the Hurley scene, you know, watching her and yeah, I, I just I, I I think it may not have been like a lot of like explosive parts of the scenes, but I think they're moving pieces in this episode of, of moving players where they need them to be. Part of them is they had to find a way to get Juliet into the group, and the only way that she could find out a way to get herself into the group was to say, hey. You know, I know what's wrong with Claire. Well, why? Because I'm the one who experimented on her, and I know what she needs. You know, although if I was Kate and Saeed, I'd be a little suspicious that, oh, all of a sudden you know what she needs, and you know where just where to go to find it. So, well, they are they are all real suspicious of her, and 
I mean, I guess ultimately, rightfully so. I mean, we do find out this was, you know, all a plan to get her ingrained into their group. But <laughs> I, I got to say, I just the whole science behind some sort of implant that you can just activate and know when the symptoms are going to hit her. Like the whole thing, there's a, you know, it's, it is all kind of hard to believe. And I know we're dealing with a lot time travel on this show. So there's a lot of hard to believe stuff on the show, but I just, I don't know that there's anything even remotely like that, that these people would have access to, to just, have an implant in Claire and then activate it to create an emergency. It just, I mean, that is my one complaint with this episode. It's just, that seems kind of far-fetched. Hmm. I mean, they I did guess. have a really, they, they did have a really big needle when they were <laughs> attacking That's her. true. <laughs> I don't know if that helps, but no, I, I feel you. It, it is. I kind of forgot about that, and then you, I remember that that was, like, the final explanation. It would have made a little more sense if it was just, like, they what what Juliet was claiming to be true. Um, but, uh... So, I, I will say that I understand why Jack believes her more than everybody else believes her. Because of his comment, he said to her, you know, the re- in a way, the reason I believe you is because we were both at the sub at the same time. And when it exploded, I saw it in your eyes that you really wanted off this island, too. And and I can understand why he would believe her, because he could see it in her eyes that she wants out of off the island. She wants to go home, and she knows that she can. So. Yeah, I, I, that was a good that was a good scene and seeing him explain that. I mean, pretty good logic there, right? You really want to get off here. Um but, you know, we'll learn that maybe um, maybe Saeed has some good instincts, too. Right? <laughs> well, I, I, I enjoyed the scene at the beginning, too, when just when they're walking back and where Saeed starts asking her questions. Like that whole day when Jack comes in and, you know, tells him to leave her alone, says she's under my protection. I thought that's a real, you know, seeing Jack kind of have a little bit of tension with the rest of the camp. We have the big kind of meeting it later on in the night where they're all questioning Jack. And I, some of the stuff he said, I mean, it's kind of, you know, is says that he trusts her and that should be enough. And I mean, just kind of seeing the camp at odds with him is, is kind of interesting. I mean, for your, your bit, your hero, the lead of your show and the, the camp does have a lot of reasons kind of not to trust him right now. And he's bringing it the last one of these others, that was in their camp was Ethan who kidnapped Charlie and Claire. Well, why, why shouldn't they believe Jack? <clears throat> I mean, he just, he, he was trying to get off the Island and I know he said he was doing that to help him, but I mean, he was when last Kate went to see him and he's there playing football with the others and, you know, having a good old time, you know, I, so I, I can see both sides of this coin. Like, I can understand why in Jack's mind, hey, what I say should be enough because we've done everything now for like 80 plus days together. And and have I ever let you down yet, you know, as far as taking care of you physically, leading you, finding shelter, that kind of, like, I understand his point. And then I also understand this the, the point of the regular, the rest of the losses is like, look, We've already been attacked multiple times by these people. 
We 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 don't know anything about them. They took you for a while. Did they could they not have brainwashed you, Jack, um, and everybody else? And now you're bringing one of them back in with us. And I, I so I see both sides of this coin. Um, you know they they thought they thought that Locke was on their side, and then you know where's Locke? Locke went with them. So I mean it's got to be kind of you know drawing into question what happened over there. You know. When when these people left the camp and went over there, some of them didn't come back. You know, I mean, I, I would definitely could see how there would be a lot of questions. Right. Yeah, I, I do think Jack has earned, for the, for the most part, he has earned the ability to say like, "Hey, trust me. Like, come on, I saved all of your all of your asses repeatedly." So yeah. Um, <laughs> Live, to he, he, live together, die alone. I coined that <laughs> phrase, okay? Came up with that phrase. That was me. And oh, when my. push came to shove, Charlie did trust him, you know, yeah. to, to work on Claire. And Charlie, obviously, as much as anybody, has a good reason to trust Jack from saving his life and the, yeah, cave, totally. the cave and, all you know, all kinds of stuff. So. Okay, right. so, yeah, what I mean... What else is there in this to talk about? Is it, do we want to talk about Juliet's, um, you know, a little adventure to <laughs> to the tree to get the the box? I thought it was cool when when Sawyer and Saeed, you know, popped up there and, and you know stopped her, and um, it was a good back and forth where she kind of threw their criminal record in in their face, like, "Hey, you guys aren't like great. You, what are you guys the saints for?" <laughs> Right. <laughs> Who made you the moral police? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was awesome. I said, I love the scene. And again, Julia, she did such a good job with it. But I did wonder how did she, I could see how she would know about, you know, how the others got files on all of our characters. And I could see how they would know about Saeed's past. But how would they know that Sawyer shot someone the night before heading to, like, the cops didn't even know. Like, how could they find that out? That, Sawyer had killed that person that he thought was the real Sawyer. Maybe Ben was hiding in the dumpster. Well, he <laughs> he is a candidate, so people were watching him. But didn't he get um? Didn't he get in trouble? Didn't he get uh deported? Not for, not for that though, wasn't it for no getting in a fight at the bar or something? Like it, I don't think yeah he, he got in trouble yeah, for he, hit for that. Yeah, he, he he didn't get hit for that one. I mean, if it was the night before they came to the island, I just don't know how they would have found that out. <laughs> but no. and that guy has really awesome scene. <laughs> he had really good looking shrimp too. That guy that he killed. So yeah, he did, man. <laughs> all awesome. right, R.I.P. Um, all right. So I guess we can talk about the end here. So so Jack comes obviously to see Juliet, and and you know pretty much the same thing I said earlier. He said, "I saw your face. You really want to get off this island. I understand it." Um, and then as he She's smiling, but she's remembering the flashback where Ben is in the wheelchair a few days before and Prima says, you know, you, you know what to do. Make them trust you. You know, you're going to be handcuffed to Kate. Pretty much the entire plan that we've seen so far come to fruition. Um, and and nobody is, is, is any wiser to what's going on. Um, did it make you put more suspicion on Juliet, or did you think, you know what, I still think she could be playing Ben? When you first saw it, what would you think? 
Because at this moment, she's free of Ben in a way. Yeah, when when I first saw it, I think I, I think I buy. You know, I think I think I bought that she was gonna help Ben. I think that the way it's presented, it's like, hey, um, she knows who's in control here, and Ben is still in control. So I have to, you know, I have to play to him to try to get to get the hell off here, you know, to get out right. of this, get off this island. <laughs> And he has the power to do it. And she has, like, you know, this idea, okay, he was going to keep his word on the submarine, supposedly. Like, we were walking out there. So maybe he will keep his word on whatever the next thing could be, a boat or something. So Right. Okay. Uh, anything I mean, else? Looking did... back now, I don't buy it, obviously. But, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, Steven. At, at the moment, we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I think I would say, yeah, I mean, I, I believe that, yeah, she was still working with the others. And obviously, I think you kind of you're kind of rooting for her just as a character. So you kind of hope she was just playing Ben. But I, I mean, I definitely think you you believed she was still, if not playing both si- either on the side of the others or at least playing both sides of the fence. See, I think she was playing both sides of the fence personally. I think she was waiting to see where she could benefit the most, and she would flip her allegiance real quick. But I think she played it. I think she was playing both sides. Yeah, I think I think so. And I think that, uh, you know, I no. think she wants to be genuine with, with Jack, and she wants them to actually trust her. But, you know, obviously she's doing this other stuff. <laughs> Just in case, too. <laughs> I mean, right. I feel like she genuinely kind of probably felt bad when when she asked Jack, you know, why do you why don't I have to explain myself to you? And you can see he actually trusts her. I'm I'm sure she actually felt bad. Like I think her feelings are, were genuine there with Jack, even though she knew she was lying to him. I yeah, I just wanted to say, it just came to me, like how stone like how stone cold is Juliet? Like she's like <laughs> she's looking at her blooded. Yeah. Like looking at her it in this flashback from where to be her beginning, right when you know she's about to enter um you know the world of the others, she just, just has this whole different type of personality, much more bubbly, exciting, you know, excited by stuff and and not uh uh I mean she's She's a stone, stone face. Will lie straight, straight to you, and uh, you know, pull the trigger when she has to. So, a lot changed in three years or whatever it was. And I, I think one of the really cool parts of this episode was her confrontation with Sawyer and Saeed, and how she just really stood up to them. Through you know, you know, pretty much turned everything around on them. But then when she walked away, just the look on her face how when she was walking away and they couldn't see her face anymore you could kind of see that she was really nervous there you know it's like she puts up a great front but then the actress letters you know let you see in the character that she really is putting on a putting on a show there and really deep down she she was worried yeah all right well anything else on this episode i mean it's pretty self four episode there's not much to it <laughs> well um i do think it's kind of sad we we just spent the whole episode with hurley you know kind of convincing sawyer to you know be a leader and you can see here in a very short amount of time he's thriving he's having a good time claire needs some aspirin he's gonna go get her some aspirin 
everything's good. He's not hoarding stuff anymore. And then, like, it's, you know, the next day, Jack and Kate and everybody, Saeed, everybody comes back. So his time as leader was very short-lived. Yeah, it was a, at it least was a short now. <laughs> it was a short but successful yes. reign. <laughs> but he learned learned the skills to to lead later. So yeah, yes. Oh my! All right. Well, I guess we can move into the uh, to the rest of the section unless you guys have anything else. All right. Well, let's look at the in memoriam. The only in memoriam I have this time is Julius right off the island. <laughs> Been a few of those. <laughs> Been a few of those. Uh, so rating system. Here we go. All right. So one out of 23 rating system is what we do to rate this episode. Um, and this time we're going to give it one out of 20 the gra- glasses of tranquilized orange juice. <laughs> How many glasses Sounds of tranquilized <laughs> orange juice are you going to drink, Steven? Well, I gave this one a 20 out of 23 um, right. orange ju- orange juices with heavy doses of tranquilizer. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. It I enjoyed the dynamic between Jack and the rest of the camp. J- um, I, I really enjoyed the flashbacks. I mean, I, I enjoyed learning a little bit more about how the others operate. Um, anytime... To me, you get some more information about the others. I found it interesting. Um, I, probably my le- the only complaints I really had this episode was the whole Claire getting sick kind of thing. But other than that, I really enjoyed the episode. There's some really funny moments. I thought the the scene with Hurley and um, Juliet on the beach was great. I I enjoyed the episode all around. Okay. What about you, Corey? Um, yeah, I'm not quite as high. I enjoyed this episode. I I do really appreciate the Juliet um I guess like overall arc of the season <clears throat> and this whole back and forth of like is she with them or is she with the others? And so this episode did a lot to like help with that. And the ending is is super cool. <clears throat> um yeah, we get a lot of good stuff in the flashbacks, but there's just like not as much that like overall happens in this episode um, that it's, you know, one that I like really look forward to a lot, but it's definitely, you know, a good episode. So um, for me, it's going to be 17 out of 23 glasses of tranquilizer orange juice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to drink 17 of those. I think one is enough. <laughs> well, I will make, sure, make sure to sip it. Don't don't yeah. chug it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't I won't drink 17, but I'll drink 14 of them uh, for my for my view. Um, it, it's an average episode. You know, it's not again, it's not a stellar. We know what stellar episodes are on this show um, and we know what what terrible episodes they are. Um, you know, we we know, you know, we we've we've seen the spectrum. We've gone the different scale multiple times um, on the show, but it, this is just an average one. Uh, of course, I like Juliet. I like Hurley on this on this time. I like um, a few things how we kind of put pieces into place, uh, but other than that, it, it gets a fourteen out of twenty for me. It's just an average kind of an episode. Um, so that is what we rate it this time. We have a little bit of ending discussion, Corey. What do we have here? Yeah, so we have some unanswered questions, first of all. We talked a little bit about um, some of this. Uh, First, why don't the pregnancy problems appear to affect the island's fauna? 
the heck is fauna? Is it like animals? Animals? Um, I don't know, because they're animals, right? Right. (laughs) It's different. I'm not sure. I mean, it's still a a good question. Yeah. So every animal on the island uh, lays eggs. They don't have like a natural birth, live birth. No, that's not true. Polar bear eggs. Um, a good, good, yeah, good unanswered question. Okay, uh, <laughs> did did Ben tell the truth about Rachel's cancer coming back? Good question. I would say the guy lies a lot. Probably a lie, but who knows? <laughs> and then, what did Saeed do at Basra? Um, is that like a, a throw? That's like a line that Juliet has. That you know. Right. Yeah, that that that's the line that she says. Um, uh, did did that, you immediately tell everybody about what you did at Basra? Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. When, when she had the thing. So um, I don't know if it's, is it is it is it in the. Okay, so it's not in there. But for those who are wondering what the Basra incident is, um, Juliet, this is the only time it's ever mentioned in the show. It's a city in Iraq. Uh, in 1991, after the first Persian Gulf War, it was the site of a widespread revolt against Saddam Hussein. Mm. Violently, uh, very, very violently uh, suppressed. Given that site was known to serve both during and after the war, it's most likely an incident for him to have been in, in part of. Um, so, more than likely, it was he was part of the very violent suppression groups. Is what they're just pretty much trying to shut at. So, which would follow his forte of being a torturer yeah not a not a good look for saeed but luckily the story seems to never come out so he's he's clear i guess (laughs) okay so we've got sawyer's name dictionary which uh as we remember sawyer is on like name um nickname um you know grounding right now he's not allowed to do nicknames so but he did kind of sneak one in there um Mm -hmm. for hurley and charlie calling them Three men and a baby, and and Aaron. Uh, and, <laughs> that was real funny. And uh, so, to freckle count still twenty five. Um, <clears throat> pop culture connections. We got a few here. Downtown, uh, when Juliet approaches um, Middleos Bioscience in her car, the song "Downtown." Uh, Lost fans know the song pretty well. By uh, Petulia Clark uh, plays on the radio. This is the same song she plays when preparing. Um, for the book club, book club meeting in A Tale of Two Cities. So the season premiere, you know, she has that song on. So the season starts, and then we get a little bit of it in this episode, too. It's right when she burns the muffins, I think. <clears throat> okay, so uh, Georgia O'Keeffe, two paintings in the uh, staff in the fertility surgery flashback are by one by artist Georgia O'Keeffe. Who is known for paintings of flowers and Yonic? Is that the how I pronounce that? Yonic symbols. Sure. Um, I don't know stuff that has to do with fraternity, uh, not fraternity, um, fertility, right? Mm-hmm. And maternity, things like that. Um, and then we've got La Traviata in in the flashback when Juliet and Goodwin are on the bed. <clears throat> excuse me, on the bed. She's eating ice cream. Um, the the aria "Adio del Passato" from Giuseppe Verdi's uh, wow. opera can be heard. Um, the <laughs> La Traviata. Okay, 
Uh, did, did you guys recognize that song? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> you guys don't listen to that every weekend? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I did not know. But the, the lyrics translated to English, uh, farewell past happy dreams of days gone by. The roses in my cheeks already are faded. So, yeah, sad kind of, but yeah, I don't know. That fits in somehow. And then we have three men and a baby. Swear calls Hurley, Charlie, and Aaron three men and a baby, joking that Hurley counts for two men. So that we brought up again. Um, <laughs> isn't the movie is the movie actually called Three Men and a Baby, or is it Two Men and a Baby? Is it the, no, it's three. Three. It is Three Men and a Baby. Okay, yeah. Okay, and then finally Carrie, which we've talked about before, um, the Stephen King <clears throat> Stephen King novel. Uh, ben is reading it, and he mentions that it's depressing. <laughs> and then <laughs> Julia is is seen with the book as well. And yeah, it's pretty much she decided that was the book for the book club that month. So good old Carrie. Stephen King's first published novel. Okay. I, I, I guess the annoying book club guy was right that Ben wouldn't have approved of that book. No. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Some people think it's um, not very good, but. Each their own. Yeah. All right, Stephen, what's next? All right. Next week, we've got a Desmond episode. Always Woo-hoo. fun. Catch 22. Desmond centric episode. We don't have very a, many. Is this a camping episode? I think this is the a camping, camping episode. Camping, we will go. A camping, we will go. <laughs> uh, camping and whistling play major parts oh. next episode <laughs> camping camping and whistling and uh a little bit of wine a little bit of wine yeah, yeah. so uh it's gonna be great guys and uh, we we look forward to it. we don't have a lot of episodes left for the season we have this one and then we have um four episodes and then the finale well i will say i started to watch this episode today earlier today a little bit of catch 22 and it reminds me that the kind of final push of the plot for the season is about to be introduced. The big, I mean, is it a twist? It is kind of a twist, but... Uh, kind of, yeah. So, good stuff. Yeah. And hey, we, we not right now, but we do have a special guest coming on for the last episode of this season through Looking Glass. We cannot wait uh, to reveal who that is, but... It is nobody that is on the show lost itself. So don't get your hopes up, guys. We're not that popular. Um, so, uh, but we <laughs> we will have somebody coming on for our show. But that's it. That's it for um, <clears throat> for episode 64 here. As we talked about one of us next week, uh, we will talk about, or next time, we will talk about Catch 22. Until then, have a good one. Peace out and goodbye, my friends. Later. Have a good one.